Dr. Cody Creelman is infectiously passionate about veterinary medicine. With the intent of using digital media to market his business, he's made a personal brand, Cody Creelman Calvet. The 35-year-old built up a social media following, including about 93,000 followers on Facebook, about 47,000 on YouTube, and all that over the last nine years. He did that while being a partner with Veterinary Agri-Health Services in Airdrie between 2011 and the late fall of 2019, and a multi-practice business Mosaic Veterinary Partners from 2016 to 2019. Listen to hear what he's been up to since and what the future holds. Hello, this is the Airdrie Life Podcast. Here we take you beyond the pages of Airdrie Life magazine. Our goal is to share stories with locals in and around Airdrie about extraordinary people who call this city home. Myself and my journalist colleagues meet all kinds of fun, interesting people we get to write about. This podcast is an exclusive opportunity where you can learn more about your fantastic neighbors. How are you doing? Good. Good. You can hear me? Yeah. How about yeah, you? Like, you. you guys are full quarantine or what's it look like? Yeah, we, because um, I, I had traveled back from uh, North Carolina and Atlanta um, on the 13th. So that was right when they were starting to suggest the potential self-quarantine for all international travelers. That started on anyone returning after the 12th. Right. So, so yeah. And then yeah. they made, made that recommendation stronger and stronger. Uh, so, yeah, we've just been hanging out at home. <laughs> yeah, so here we are doing a podcast like 500 meters, <laughs> kilometers from each other. <laughs> right, And yes. Yeah, not moving out, um, limiting contact. Yeah, quite a context for... Like, did you see this coming at all? Like, I don't know. I'm just curious. Um, no, I don't think so. It, uh, I, I was curious to see, I guess I've been kind of focused on the economic side. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, some potential for volatility with the markets. Uh, so I started following it based off of that. I did not expect... Uh, Canada to be on lockdown or the U.S. to be on lockdown, so no. Yeah. yeah but I, I did think there was going to be an economic collapse. Yeah, that it would affect things that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it is significant. I don't even really gather just the extent of it. Like, for you, are you weathering it? Like, what will it impact? I guess, like, so we're doing this podcast. We're kind of catching up on the whole background. Maybe I'll just, maybe Corona will be part of the conversation or we'll see how this affects what's next. But first, like we're doing this for Airdrie Life. Um, get to introduce yourself first, Cody, like tell us your background and uh, yeah, who you absolutely. are for those that don't know. Yeah. So I am a veterinarian. Uh, I graduated from veterinary college in 2011 and moved to Airdrie. Uh, I was born and raised in northern Alberta uh, by Grand Prairie and uh, fell in love with the area. So after uh, after I came here, I was a beef cattle veterinarian uh, for the past decade and uh, driving around to all the farms and ranches and taking care of people's cows. And then uh, it also, uh, in that time, uh, worked on growing a social media following as well. So that's been a, an exciting thing, too. Yeah. Well, and 
so that's really been the last I guess how much do we talk about the segue here so like now that's that working with cattle daily isn't a thing tell me a bit about that transition and that yeah, background so the, of social media how that's helped yeah so over the past year uh i sold my cow vet practice uh so i retired from from cattle clinical practice and uh, maybe it's just a temporary retirement but uh yeah that's that's been really fun so um I had also been part of a, a practice ownership group where we owned a series of practices uh, across northern Alberta and central Alberta and southern Saskatchewan. Uh, so I also divested out of those as well. Uh, so having uh, this, the social media thing uh, has been really fun. So it's given me a lot of opportunities to travel around and to uh, speak at different conferences and uh create different products uh, based on that kind of uh, backbone yeah yeah and for those like wondering like those two practices veterinary agri health services that was right here in airdrie that you're part of for seven how many years uh yeah it'd be eight years yep yeah and then mosaic which i i didn't know for sure that that was something that you had part or divested from as well like the the partnership across western canada sorts yeah, and that uh we've been into that for I guess it would be uh four years um this year. So Yeah. Um and so tons of opportunities because so let's get into like the whole social media thing because that's a you've been building that audience since twenty fourteen or when would you say your first like social media, Twitter, whatever app you really took on first fine? Yeah, that was just, uh, that was part of me, uh, becoming a small business owner. It was me trying to do hyper local marketing of the, the veterinary services that we were providing. So I, I really started it in 2012, just getting, uh, familiar with all of the different ways that a small business can use digital marketing. So it, it was really a progression. It was trying out, uh, how to connect to consumers on Twitter, how to connect with consumers on Instagram and Snapchat and Vine. Uh, so, uh, but I would say it was, uh, it was probably in, in 2015 when I started doing uh, video content for YouTube and Facebook uh, that I kind of found my cadence in uh, how to communicate that way. Mm-hmm. And easy on camera, like you <laughs> just have, a gift like I, I want to encourage people to watch your YouTube stuff and, and Facebook content because that yeah you found that you had a neat uh, a knack for it like yeah tell me a yeah, bit about too. that like when did you know well it was uh like I said it was really a progression uh in terms of marketing it, marketing is just media by you know by any stretch of the word it, it is really just the way that we manipulate media uh, and there's only three different types of media that exist, right? So it's the written word and it's audio and it's video. So there isn't too many other options in terms of content creation. And uh, I I kind of tried them all and uh, using video as a small business to, to market your stuff can be a little intimidating at times when you turn that camera onto yourself. But I just found that I was able to connect uh, and, and tell an authentic story 
So I just started uh, this digital storytelling of my life, uh, just kind of like a documentation of uh, my life as a as a beef cattle business or beef cattle veterinarian and as a businessman and as a father and as a husband. So, uh, you know, it's kind of the all encompassing um, sort of story. And uh, yeah, it really resonated. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, around that has become a brand as such, like Cody Creole and Calvet. Do you still introduce yourself yeah. as that or how do you yeah, <laughs> tell me that? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it uh, you know, it, it created, um, through the storytelling, uh, helped me create a, a personal brand. Uh, you know, the, the cow vet uh, is, is uh, what I work towards. I wanted to be, um, you know, I wanted my name to be synonymous with, with my profession uh, from a marketing standpoint. So, so yeah, Cody Curl and cow vet has been a, a fun uh, brand creation and and like I said, it's allowed me to do a, a lot of things that uh, I would have not been able to do. So uh, I have an online um, consulting product uh, that I work with farmers and ranchers all around the world uh, because of that. Uh, selling T-shirts, uh, creating podcasts, uh, speaking uh, internationally, all of that. Uh, you know, on the like I said, on the backbone of of that personal brand. Mm-hmm. And all, yeah, five years, well, really eight years in the making and then an intense last five years. What lessons have you learned along the way that you think, um, like, to get some context, like, this will go on the, the summer edition. Is my understanding of the intent for this? So men's edition, men that we admire, I think, is kind of the overarching theme. So thinking okay. that for young men to really hear this in Airdrie, um, young adults. Whatever age, I guess, too, but that's kind of the context. Like, right? Um, yeah. What message do you hope that they hear when they hear your story? Well, it is it is really just one of uh, seizing opportunity and and putting in hard work and uh, creating something uh, that nobody can take away from you. Uh, it it was a grueling thing to you know work full time job and then come home and edit videos for four hours every night and posted and manage the community. Uh, it was, it was a lot, but on the flip side, it was certainly all worth it. Uh, so it is also something that I, I guess I recognize is still a really big gap in terms of people who, who own small businesses, uh, for them to put in some sweat equity on the marketing side and really create something great. So there is still so much market space out there uh, to be able to do what you're passionate about and market that, uh, you know, that story. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of people more so than, than you would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever that may be. And, and we're seeing it happen with, with local energy people like on the bench guys, Jacob and Ollie, for example. Yeah, no, it's it's the exact same, (laughs) you know, it's the exact same story, right? It was, uh, you know, you, you have this passion. There's certainly revolved around hockey. Um, Mine was around being a veterinarian and you just are trying to connect, um, you know, both of us using video formats, but just trying to connect in, in a manner 
um, that then resonates with people and then you get brand trust and, and that's what helps grow. So Mm -hmm. it is, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the the prototype for it. If it would be really hard to do something like that, if you weren't passionate about it, right? I could never create something like that for hockey and they can never do yeah. something like that for veterinary medicine. So, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that passion part is, is super key to it for sure. Yeah. Um, well, and getting a bit more into like opportunities as of late, like this has allowed you to sell a practice and tell me a bit about the last, uh, when did you guys go down to the States the first time? November? Or, like, tell me yeah. the opportunities that this has had for your family in the last six months or less. Yeah, absolutely. So after I uh, sold my vet clinic, I decided that we would we would take some breathing time as a family. And uh, I have three young kids, uh, six, four, and eight months old. And we decided, well, let's uh, let's take this opportunity, this uh, pause in our life, and we went on a, a couple of big road trips through the U.S. So that was a great experience that um, I, I'm so fortunate we were able to have. So all of us and and our little miniature Schnauzer dog loaded up and uh, with our travel trailer and drove all across the Western U.S. and it was just uh, absolutely the best time ever. That's really cool. And minimal working or like how did you work remotely during that time or yeah. Yes. So I, um, I was able to utilize a variety of different things. Um, so I, I did continue my, my cow boss, um, subscription, uh, continuing education product, uh, that I make for farmers and ranchers. So that I was able to use co-work spaces or squat in other offices, uh, the internet of Whole Foods in the U.S. is really, really good. So I was able to do a, a little uh, outside of the grocery store working. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I had overall minimal work obligations. So I was able to spend a lot of time with the family, too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and like you said, those are memories that are like <laughs> that's once in a lifetime or hopefully not, but like that's, for them, that's stuff they won't forget it. Florence. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was really good. And my my wife on on our Facebook page, uh, she did daily blogging. Uh, so we shared photos and some videos, uh, but but really her words, um, of documenting our our trips, um, we'll look fondly back on on those blogs for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I've been watching, and Dana's like. I try and read them as much as I can, and I know my wife loves them. She comments regularly. She loves Diane's writing. Diana's writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was fun. I mean, that one wasn't even planned. Uh, you know, we had the platform as a family, uh, you know, on our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so we decided to try something new, and, uh, yeah, I think it was people people enjoyed following along for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and... Yeah, she's been given a chance to thrive and use her words and experiences too. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> blogging is just an easier means of communication when you're on the road too, right? Yeah, yeah. 
when uh yeah when your internet connection is not stable in the middle of uh the Mojave Desert, it's easier to upload. Yeah, yeah, kilobytes than megabytes or more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, you guys have had that. What's I guess what's work look like today now that you're back in Airdrie? Yeah, what are things like? Yeah, so right now, um, we are just really in the in the planning stages of what's next. Uh, so over the last year, I also created a continuing education product for veterinarians. Um, so that's I have 13 speaking dates, 13 events and conferences across the U.S. over over this next year. Uh, so we've been working through that and getting that organized and promoting that. Uh, I, I joined up with a group of veterinary professionals from the U.S. Um, to, to make that happen. So that's been really fun. And uh, is that the is it Sevens or how do you pronounce that? Uh, yeah, that's the, the, the Sevens Summit Society. So uh, that's a group of three other veterinary professionals. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing small business continuing education, uh, so much more of a, a business feel uh, for veterinarians and uh, encouraging them to do things like practice ownership or multi-practice ownership and kind of laying out the steps to be able to do that. Yeah, guiding them in, in their journey. Yeah, and then um, the other thing that we're working on is uh, is working on creating a new veterinary clinic in town. Uh, so a mixed animal clinic, uh, so small animal and large animal um, in between Airdrie and Crossfield. Uh, that's something that we think would be uh, an amazing way to to stay in the community and uh, do what we love and uh, yeah that that looks like that's the next chapter. Really? So you might find yourself working with dogs and cats and everything in between them and horses and cats, just not cattle. Or how would it look? Yeah, so it w- it would be every species. Um, you know, I come from a, a background. Um, clinically of being of being the uh, my specialty of, of beef cattle work uh but in the past i've also owned five other mixed animal practices uh so i think that there would be a, a really great um opportunity to have a you know a, a more traditional style mixed animal practice in the airdrie, airdrie area uh, you know, we certainly have some smaller, small animal practices uh, in, in town, but, but not a, you know, not a mixed animal one, sort of one-stop shop. Yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting thing. I never really, it's been really divided. It's either small animal, pets, or large. So this would be both, and that doesn't, that merger model doesn't really exist here. Is there something like that central Alberta or northern or? Or where were um, you five that you guys were involved with, with Mosaic? Yeah, so we were in High Prairie, Peace River, Fairview, Brooks, and Maple Creek. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of lo- lots of mixed animal practices uh, across North America. Um, you know, locally, we would have Didsbury, we would have Strathmore. Uh, so you know, those are kind of our two closest ones. Um, but the closer you get to to Calgary, the sort of more specialized uh, places get. 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the viability of being able to do that. Uh, certainly what my passion is after all of our traveling around, uh, you know, this is still home for us. Uh, it's still one of the best places we think to, to live. So, uh, we certainly don't want to go anywhere. And, uh, yeah, just love every aspect of, of veterinary medicine. We have the opportunity. We have a, you know, we have our farm that you've been out to. Yeah. Uh, in between Adrian Crossfield, so I think uh, you know, utilizing a larger space. Uh, Would you build on that? Like that? Yeah. So we uh, that that's the the tentative plan is we would build on that. Uh, it's just ten minutes out of town. Um, create a, a dog park out there. You know. A, a a private dog park, but open to the public and, uh, and also have a, you know, a really thriving mixed animal practice is, is what the vision is. Very cool. Yeah. Cause you guys have the full quarter, like 160 acres there and that would be a portion. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, build off of there and, um, and yeah, have a, have something that's unique in the area. Um, you know, it's out of town, so we're not limited by space uh, to be able to do things like a like a an outdoor dog park. Um, maybe even poss- possibility of doing an indoor dog park um, makes a lot of sense when we get winter eight months a year. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah um, and then yeah, have facilities um, to to do. Uh, work on small animals, dogs and cats, and then also the ability to take care of horses and have cows come in. And um, and then also one thing that, that's near and dear to my heart is also mentorship uh, with veterinary students. So I think it would be a really neat opportunity to, you know, have a thriving mixed animal practice uh, in the area and also be able to share that, um, having veterinary students, uh, you know, work with us. Uh, great proximity to the veterinary school in Calgary. So I think there can be a, a lot of synergies there. Mm-hmm. And all of this is in discussion. Like if I was to get like, are you guys looking at a year or two out or what would be the. Um, yeah. So our, our, our plan right now is uh, for us to have a grand opening in the fall of 2021. Um, so, uh, you know, cool. we still need to, still need to design uh you know we have a tentative plan for what everything will look like and and do all the fun construction stuff uh and and yeah i think that's you know that's sort of the timeline there very cool that's awesome that's something to watch for and then you guys get your property like build the house out there following that or yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah so that's the plan and then and then have uh, you know, really have a culture that's supportive of that storytelling. Um, so I would love to be able to to share, uh, you know, what we're doing and and provide updates and uh, give glimpses, uh, in, you know, a day in the life inside of a, a practice like that. So it's you know it's going to go hand in hand with the personal brand that I created and and um, and, and be a you know a mixed animal practice. Yeah. And all this, like, kind of cycling back to the start of our conversation, hoping to give some hope to people because you guys haven't abandoned this plan and dream. 
in light of an economic collapse as such or whatever no, you want to do well, the Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I hate to be too optimistic about it in this, you know, in this situation, but uh, to build something right now is uh, is actually a good time. Um, it's more expensive when everything's booming and you can't get a hold of anybody and uh, building costs go way up. So I, I know it's really weird to be a little bit happy during something like that, but what's going on with the economic collapse and what's going to be a recession, um, you know, that's the best time to build something, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interest interest rates are low. Um, so that's also a great thing in terms of being able to, to, to start something. So it's not going to last forever. Um, and it is certainly a better time to do it than when interest rates are high and building costs are high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah that's in your favor. Couldn't be better timing. <laughs> yeah. And people are going to have pets, need animals for food, herds, uh, like working stock or whatever the word I'm looking for. That's going to continue. It has for yeah, exactly. <laughs> like looking at the long term of society. <laughs> yeah, and in, in general, you know, certainly veterinary medicine isn't 100% recession proof, but it is more recession proof than some other things. Um, you know, animals are, are now considered part of the family. Uh, so it is it is a high priority for people uh, to get great medical care for their animals. Uh, so it um, you know it doesn't it doesn't get hurt as bad during economic recessions. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the agriculture side, um, you know it it true it nearly is recession proof uh, because people always need to eat. So there certainly can be volatility in the markets, but uh yeah we we have to eat three times a day, and farmers do that so so that um you know that adds some stability to it so mm-hmm. no i i i'm not um i'm I'm not concerned at all uh, i i i think we we even though we have a kind of a long build up plan in process uh I'm hoping to get into the community and uh start connecting um we've been discussing a uh, a vaccination trailer uh to be able to do some mobile mobile vaccinations uh which is you know as you can imagine in in this climate if people are going to be uh quarantined for for a month or maybe even a couple months uh maybe there's some opportunity there to to get pets dewormed and vaccinated and um yeah, I think it would be really fun to to tell that story as well. Uh, there isn't anything like that in you know in the vicinity. Uh, so think like really cool food truck crossed with a vet clinic, uh, vaccinating uh, dogs and cats and and getting them dewormed and doing health checks. Interesting, yeah, and be able to go to where people are since there's like this is in light of people potentially being shut in. Yeah, yeah, and, and certainly this was a plan before any of this happened. Um, yeah, you know, the, the ability if you're if you're out in the country, vet um, practice is not far from the from town, but it would be neat to be able to get in uh, and serve clientele that do have say 
mobility issues and whatnot, uh, or get out to smaller communities that don't have regular access to veterinary care uh, and be able to provide, you know, first-line um, health um, protection to their to their pets with that vaccination. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, there's there's opportunities, and that's something that I've learned from from knowing you for the last five years. Like optimism is definitely part of your story, and looking for <laughs> business opportunities and and seeing uh, seeing unconventional ways. Or yeah, you're not doom and gloom. That's for sure, and that's people need that. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, I think like that that kind of sums up we got into what's next. We got into kind of the message for, for people in this issue. Like um, you've definitely had some hard work and gotten to enjoy some benefits of that. I'm thankful to see that too. Like that you got to escape a a cold, bitter winter that you spent the last decade or well, really you spent the rest of your life and everyone are you (laughs) with cattle. So tell me what it was like to have a reprieve. Yeah, it was, it it was very nice. It was nice to, you know, fall in love um, with your family all over again, right? Um, you know, that was the best part. I remember having a, you know, kind of an epiphany moment because as we were traveling around thinking about, you know, do we want to be in Airdrie? Do we want to be, you know, in Alberta? Is there somewhere else, you know, that that's calling us? Uh, and, and as we're driving around trying to find that, I, you know, I realized everything that I was looking for was within the four walls of, of that pickup truck as we're driving across the the desert or or through Grand the Grand Canyon or down the the coast. Uh, so it, it was just you know, home is really just where your family is, and um, you know that was that was sort of the the best part of it all. Uh, but yeah, in terms of getting to escape a little bit of the Airdrie winter uh, was great, especially that the end of this winter is, is ended by quarantine. Um, it it, it kind of all worked out really, really well. We actually were going <laughs> to stay. We were going to stay down um, in the states for March, but I had a lot of traveling coming up, so we decided it was easier to have the the kids back in our what we now call our stuck house instead of our moving house. So it was right. easier for my wife to take care of the three of them uh, while I was gone a whole bunch of this month. Um, but now, so we decided to come back and I, I only got my first event in before everything else was obviously canceled and quarantines and stuff like that. Uh, so I couldn't imagine now if we had stayed down there trying to do the mad dash back before potential borders crossed, <laughs> it would yeah. have been, it would have been way too stressful. And I, I really feel sorry um, and my heart's go we're, are going is going out to all the Canadians that are stuck in places. Um, I didn't realize this, but there's three million Canadians outside of Canada at any given moment in the year. So that's fairly significant. Really? Yeah. yeah, fairly significant part of our population is out and about. And thinking about like all those snowbirds in Florida and California and Arizona that, uh, you know, are panicking because A, your health insurance is now void, uh, during a pandemic. Most don't have a pandemic clause. Uh, that I never so, thought about. Oh. 
right? So your traveler's insurance, you, you have to have a specific insurance uh, for that coverage. Or, or there is some insurance companies that do have you covered, but ours, we checked ours, it certainly wouldn't have covered us. So now you don't have coverage. You're in a pandemic. Uh, usually, they're you know they're they're in a little older demographic, yeah. so a higher risk level. And now you have to drive across states to you know to try to get back before the borders close. Super stressful. Um, or there's you know there's some people that are stuck in countries where there's no that it's complete lockdown, like Peru right now. Um, is is not letting anybody leave their country. It's not even who can. Nobody can come in and nobody can leave. So there's Canadians stuck there right now. So I'm really thankful we we just happened to decide that maybe we should come back and then and then all this happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. That's something to be thankful for. And then yeah, see how the rest of the events open up six weeks from now, whenever things start to ease up and who knows <laughs> whatever the forecast looks like. Yeah, we don't know crazy well well thanks for your time cody it's yeah quarter after four here and i'll let you get okay. going back to your day and we'll, no, we'll connect again soon okay thank you so much thanks cody have a great one thanks for listening to my interview with dr cody creelman Watch for what Dr. Kreelman will do next. You can find him on all the social channels, especially YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Cody Kreelman, Calvet. Our intro music was produced by Willie Snipes. You can check him out at williesnipes.com. That's W-I-L-L-Y-S-N-Y-P-E-S.com. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, please head to airdrielife.com to find the podcast link on the homepage. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have an idea of someone we should feature, contact us through airdrielife.com or reach out to us on social media at Airdrielife. This is Britton Lettingham. I look forward to being with you again soon.